people attending this screening. So, Rafimeko is here. He was born and raised in Maputo, Mozambique. He first studied photography, then watched a lot of movies in the cine club, including the Kucha Kanema, which was a famous moment in Mozambique around cinema. Uh, then he directed three short films. One was Still Searching for Independence in 2008. The other one was Zilinga, the Promised Land in 2011. And the third one was A Quiet Memory in 2013. Then he attended various uh, labs like uh, Talent Campus in Durban in South Africa, as well as the Locarno Open Doors Project, and the Summer uh, School of ITFA. And uh, he received the support of the ITFA Burger Fund for his first documentary memory in three acts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Inadel Sukosa. So in Africa, there were many uh, countries colonized by Portugal. That's uh, Mozambique, Angola, Cabo Verde, Guinea-Bissau, and Sao Tome Principe. What is the place of this history you're telling here in terms of, let's say, school teaching, school history? How much this story is known? Um, well, uh, actually, there is a black hole uh, related to this part of Mozambique history. I never uh, uh, learned this part of my country history in, in the school. And for me, it was the central point to start making the film, actually, because uh, I want to also to know why we didn't uh, uh, have this part of our uh, history as something too uh, relevant. And then I discover, okay, when the government took uh, the country in 1975, there was a, a communist government, socialist, and there is a propaganda machine. They wanted to portray the revolution in the freedom fighters' uh, point of view, not much from the uh, underground fighters and people who maybe are not related to the political party. So maybe this is one of the reasons they don't want to portray, but I think also they are afraid of uh, reconciliate with this past because there are so many wants or things about this and somehow they are afraid of the, the consequences of assuming this past and, uh, and move on uh, somehow. I'm, I'm still searching for, for the right question, right? for the right answer. as we are in a documentary film festival, what was your interest about telling this story as a documentary more than a fiction or let's say animation or experimental way and how difficult was it to find archives and people who agreed to talk about this? Uh, yes, uh, actually uh, my first draft of uh, the script of this story was to reenact with the persons fight uh, on the ground. I mean, we, I wanted to put them in the wall, in the hall, in the theater like this, and make them reenact how uh, was the possible uh, torture and interrogations, and make, uh, make uh, 
fake documentary about this. I have tried some some material, but didn't work because somehow I was losing the purity of the material. Uh, in fact, in in Mozambique we have a, a oral tradition of passing stories uh, to uh, the elders used to, to to tell stories to the youngers in, in uh, you know storytelling way, and, and uh, somehow I was pushing through this tradition also, and I thought, well, maybe interesting to just make uh, some talking head and listen, putting these uh, characters talking, and uh, we, so we can feel their voices and the, the, the power, I mean, the weight of the truth they are passing through by interviews. So, uh, yes, that's why I choose to make a documentary uh, classical way, of course, the archives are other uh, challenge to put in the film because then you have to go into montage and, and sound design. You have to portray the, the different periods of, uh, of the events they were talking about. And for me, it was uh, totally a new discovery. And uh, when uh, every time I did a new interview, I have something new, and I was looking for a picture to represent this, those moments. I mean, the, the coming of Carvalho Lopez, who was a very uh, symbolic president, uh, Portuguese president at the time. Uh, it's something that is very, it's in terms of uh, historical event, it's something very related in the, in, in those characters. Also, the images of the slum village in the beginning, uh, uh, but those archives are really hard to find. <laughs> so, I, where did you find them? Uh, actually, uh, part of them I found in the national INAC. It's a national uh, uh, movie archive in Mozambique. But still, they uh, they are now starting to digitalize most of the archives. But we don't have many materials related to, to the 50s, 60s, and 70s in Mozambique. Most of them are uh, recent archives from the Civil War and, uh, and after independence. So most part, other part I, I get to the to, uh, people who used to live in Mozambique in the 60s, 70s, they used to shoot and separate films. So they uh, uh, gently uh, gave me some <laughs> some great materials which I use it, but in very difficult uh, conditions. I mean, degradation material with really, uh, which is sad for me because they are really a, a great uh, archive that we can <laughs> use. We can use myself and other filmmakers for my generation can use to, to tell other stories. Which Actually, uh, my intent in this film was not to portray the past, but to <coughs> see the, the, how's the how is the past affects the, the present in those characters. Of course, it's very difficult to have a to to build a backstory and not go into the into the past, and, and then the film will look like. 
like a historical film and you don't have the reaction of the people today, how are they dealing with the past and how, how they, um, they assume that past somehow. That's why to some characters didn't talk. Uh, Ezekiel is just two, three, three percent of the characters. Many of them are afraid to talk because this subject is very, uh, it's a national taboo kind of. So people are not uh, encouraged to talk about, you know, the, the underground fight they did to Some don't show. I mean, they live a normal life and all this. And uh, uh, and somehow I was uh, uh, forced to build a, a kind of, a, uh, let's say, poetic or essay narrative. How I look through this all this process since the the start of the fighting. How. Why they uh, went to? I mean, they uh, they uh, they went to the city Maputo, Lawrence Marcus, because it was the center of all conflict, and, uh, and, and you don't express ideas about the liberation and all this. Why they uh, come from the village to the city and how they start to engage into the the militant uh, activity and all this. I mean, this childhood, how they started. So I realized that the, the colonial pressure and oppression was already in their villages. So for me it was like, well, now I have to build such a narrative Spain that can hold this thing, all those processes together from the village to the liberation, I mean, to the today's life, you know, how someone who is passing all all this process is still living today. I mean, uh, so I mean, the, the the practical way for me to to to, to construct this was to to use the acts actually because it's how I see the history as a play to as some it's, it's narrative a memory it's narrative for me. So that's that's my it's my choice. <laughs> Uh, I worked for 44 years in Mozambique. I taught at the 
last there, I was sort of surprised how uh, little resentment I felt among uh, Mozambicans towards their colonial time. They said we had a father, it was a bad father. They never um, talked to me much about the, the trauma uh, which you pointed out, and which I'm very grateful because it does open a bit my eyes. But they did talk very often about the trauma of your real civil war, which came after that, Felimo and Benamo. Uh, you left that out, you didn't focus on that much. Yes, actually, this is uh, the, my next project, but now. <laughs> Because then you will, uh, I mean, it's, then it will be a big, uh, I mean, the film will, uh, will not end. The, I mean, it's a different period of history to see, because we have a, a, a before, I mean, you have the post-colonial and after-colonial, I mean, I don't know how to divide this, but it's some, somehow it's like this. You, I know the stories are related, but you don't, it's really hard to tell the, the, that new story you are asking for from this story because it's something different. Here the conflict uh, with Frelimo was with the colonial uh, government. I mean, they wanted to be free from the colonial, uh, uh, Portuguese colonial dictatorship and all this. And the fight with Frelimo and Renamo, it's a civil war, it's something that happened in Frelimo and then they split into different uh, political parties and uh, then now you have this civil conflict. So it's really hard to put these things together and tell a story. I will try my best. I know it's, <laughs> it's something uh, uh, very different. But it's very different. It's a very different topic, very different. I know you have traumas a lot like this. Actually, the story kind of repeats itself somehow because they are actually repeating what Verlim uh, is actually, actually repeating what he did, uh, what he's suffering from the Portuguese. Because still now you have rebels in Mozambique, Renamo are uh, spreading in the, in the north and they are kind of having guerrilla fighting and all this. And it's the same, if you, if you analyze the history, it's kind of the same, uh, same, uh, same process. But I have decided to leave it out. And many of the characters didn't talk about the civil wars. Or was not my topic. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> Could you elaborate a little bit more about that resentment of um, all the Mozambicans to talk about the liberation war? Because in the way I look about it, there's much to be proud of. It's not. It's not a. Yeah, there, is, there are, of course, 
episodes to be ashamed of, the killing and the torture, what probably was on both sides. But in the larger picture, it's something yes, to be proud yes. of. I mean, the, the history of the liberation of Mozambique, it's very beautiful. It's, it's a fairy tale for us. The way we study in school, it's, you see this freedom fighting is coming from north. I mean, you get impatient for, with history because the way they fight the Portuguese and the ideas they bring to, to build a new country, this was always something very magic for us, especially for, for my generation, because we used to sing the, 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 the songs in the schools and, and all this. I mean, the country was uh, establishing a socialist socialist uh, uh, terrorists and, is, and school and, and parades. I mean, it was beautiful actually. But I understand you, uh, why this part, I mean, the underground part was not, uh, even Chico Fei, you don't have representations of Chico Fei in Mozambique. You, don't, you just have comics of him, uh, but it's not really him because it's just a symbol of something corrupt the revolution. So they, they put Chico Fe as something, as the bad part of the revolution, which maybe he is, I cannot, but he's also a character from, 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 from history, so it's important to portray it. Uh, uh, I know it's a it's very orthodox way to see things. You can, I cannot say this, <laughs> but it's very, it's fair. His daughter, um, she cannot talk about his father because the country, Really, I mean, he, he, she has a pressure not to talk about this. I mean, people, you, yeah, it's something very, uh, and she drank a lot, actually, because of this. I mean, she, 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 it's, it's, it's really um, uh, bad what, what is happening, because then people cannot really talk about what they passing through, because, and, and I think she has a lot to talk to us, and I hope she can go to school and start talking about, and not just seeing as a bad character of history, Mozambique history, but the character that made history, because after all, his father was working to feed his family. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, I know I explore it, I explore a very few, the, the relationship between her and her father, and the father and his family. Uh, but uh, it's very, if you see at that point, it's very touching. You see, after all, his father was just a man who was working as a police, probably maybe for the right side, but he was working like many others. And when independence came, even many agents, Samora Michelle led a, a, a reu reunion with people who used to collaborate with Colombia, and they are public service, police, you know, a lot of people. And they, they it's like, uh, how can I say, how they call the reunion? It's a uh, 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 recovery. I mean, you have to confess your crimes to be accepted to, to the revolution. So each one has to stand up and say, okay, I, I collaborate in this way and that way and I did this. We have footage of that actually in the system, and it's very 
it's very, it's, it's a father of the nation talking to his kids and saying, okay, now you have to confess your crime to be accepted into the revolution. And there are many people still, and they are shameful because they, they, are, they were uh, instructed to not to talk about this anymore and to be communists. I mean, you get into the communists, now it's just the war we led from the north with AK-47s, not the war you led with your ideas and, and all this, and we don't, which for me is not fair because uh, it's, it's really important to portray I'm not saying that Mozambique history is Omar Michel. I love Omar Michel. <laughs> you know, he's kind of a, a father for us and, and all this. But still, uh, I, I, I think it's important to, to question and question the, our, our own history because we still have things to, to say about it. I hope that. Is there a last question? Yes, in front. Decide, one of you two. Okay, it's the same question. Hello, I was, uh, well, we came across a Mozambican that collaborated with the colonial power, and I was wondering whether you also came across Portuguese or Mozambicans of Portuguese origin that collaborated in the underground uh, movement for independence. Also focus on Portuguese or Mozambicans, Portuguese descent who collaborate in the movement. Yeah, yeah, white Mozambicans. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, of in, the, in those times, they were Portuguese before the independence. Yes, yes. But a lot of them decided to become Mozambican. Yes, yes, actually, yeah. yes. Uh, we have a lot of uh, of them who really collaborate, but I didn't find you, you say a true yeah. portrait of no, them. No, no, no. I was just curious whether. Uh, you whether they exist and whether you oh, yes. their stories yes, as well. Yes, yes, they exist. Actually, I, I contacted one of them, but he's still living in Portugal, and I was secure that, oh, now I have the character, a white one who really uh, have collaborated, but still, you know, for fearing the, 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 the represalias and all this, he, We have in Mozambique, but they don't. Uh, they don't show uh, I mean, this position of collaboration. After independence, many uh, Portuguese white people uh, came into the new government. Actually, we have uh, Veloso, who was, the, I mean, the chairman of Samara Michel. And I mean, he flew during the war. He flew with his plane. He was a pilot. Too, uh, from Portugal, who really uh, have a different perspective of history and, and Yeah, I'm saying this because my parents were also against the regime, and my father was also arrested um, by Pete in, in Portugal, 
and they were also helping people to escape the colonial war in African countries. So there's always two sides of the story. Thanks a lot for these perspectives. So in Adasso, because I will be right next to the door to answer to other questions if you want. The shifting program still continues, and I will be here tonight for another Q&A with Isabel Bonny Clavering, her French documentary called Too Black to be French. Thanks a lot, Inadelso, and thanks much. a lot. Thank you.